A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. If your partner is 10 years older than you, should you be concerned about your future? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my 27-year-old male girlfriend, 28-year-old female, of one year gives me embarrassing nicknames. My girlfriend gives me some strange, sometimes embarrassing nicknames. She has a particular preference for calling me the names of female characters from movies or books. I've been called Rory from Gilmore Girls, Joe from Little Woman, and so on. There is also the more usual loving, saccharine nicknames you'd expect from a boyfriend-girlfriend. The thing is, I don't particularly love these nicknames, especially in public. I've told her a few times that I'd prefer if she only called me by my name in public. But there's still been those moments when she calls out to me with a name from a random character and everyone's like, who is Rory? I've told her several times, babe, can you only call me by my name in public and whatever you want in private? But she still calls me embarrassing nicknames in public. How to get her to stop calling me these names in public? I don't think you should go straight up argumentative or loud or aggressive, but it's time to get a little bit more firm in the way you say it, rather than make it kind of a statement or a questioning thing like, can you please do this? You should probably start rephrasing it to more like, call me only by my name in public. If you can't respect my boundaries, that's a huge issue. I think it's a reasonable boundary for you to have, and if they can't respect this small thing, then I in that situation would start becoming concerned about the bigger picture and how things will continue to be further down the road. I definitely don't think it would be a good idea to just start letting your boundaries get knocked over. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy hearing some difficult questions being asked about relationships, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is my 25-year-old female boyfriend, 26-year-old male, struggles to compliment me because he's fearful I'll leave him if I feel good about myself. For context, we've been together for almost two years. I've struggled with low self-esteem my whole life, and it's gotten worse recently. I'm currently working on it in therapy. I did some Reddit research and found that lots of people struggle with lack of compliments in relationships, but I haven't seen a post about this particular reason. Throughout our relationship, he's never really complimented me. It's easy for him to compliment his friends or female friend, he would call her beautiful often, but he's told me multiple times that he struggles complimenting me because he thinks that if I have high self-esteem and think I'm awesome and beautiful, I'll leave him. He also explained to me how compliments were not a big part of his six-year relationship, which took up most of his young adult life. It was a very unhealthy relationship in general, and she ended up cheating on him. He has a huge abandonment wound from this, understandably because that was so awful. He knows that I struggle with low self-esteem pretty badly, and when I express to him times where I'm feeling insecure, he's very supportive and reassuring about it, giving me general, I love you, you're beautiful, etc. statements when that happens, and I really appreciate it. We had a talk last night, and he left me a note this morning saying he finds me so beautiful, and I thought that was really sweet. Since we've talked about it recently and a while ago, he's been complimenting me a little more, but it feels forced and not genuine to me sometimes. Like he's uncomfortable saying it and feels like he has to. Still, I really appreciate him trying. 
I compliment him pretty often because it comes naturally to me, which is why it's hard for me to understand how, if you're genuinely in love with someone, you wouldn't be gushing over them, at least sometimes. We had talked about how I'd really love him to vocalize how he feels about me more often, and how not hearing those things has been hard, and had an impact on my self-esteem in the context of our relationship. It's just extra hard because of the way he could compliment his female best friend. He says this is because he's not scared of a friend leaving him, but relationships are an entirely different entity. I understand that the thought of abandonment is such a huge fear, and at the same time, I'm just struggling with the fact that it's kind of hurtful, because it seems like he doesn't want me to feel good about myself in a way because of that fear. He knows it sounds crappy too and feels bad about it, so I don't want to bring it up. It's just a bit painful because he's seen how heavily I'm struggling with self-esteem, and that statement makes it sound like he doesn't want me to get better and feel good about myself. Otherwise, I would leave him. I'm not sure if that's the truth or just an excuse because he doesn't find me attractive, etc., or just isn't used to complimenting people. He's actively working on complimenting me more, but it doesn't feel specific or genuine at times, and I'm not sure how to address this idea of him complimenting me equals I feel great about myself now and leave him without upsetting him by bringing up this core fear he feels bad about again. I just want to feel reassured that the person I'm wanting to continue building a life with thinks nice things about me and wants me to feel good about myself. What can I do to work this through with him, especially with this huge fear of his? I think personally the most obvious thing would be attending some kind of couples therapy. Beyond that, I would say just try to communicate in a safe space where you have some time alone. Communicate your love for them, how you don't have it in you to hurt them the way they're afraid of. How you appreciate those gestures, how it's a love language for you. I just understand it's very tricky because for this guy, he might be overthinking it at this point and feel, oh, I've got to say things to her now or else she's going to leave me because I don't say enough stuff. I would just say try to, I guess, reassure him in what your relationship is and try to work with them to build that foundation up to being able to say those things. Our next story is, my 30-year-old female, friend, 31-year-old female, constantly says, I'm so sorry in response to everything. It seems very insincere and I no longer want to talk to her. Not sure if I'm overreacting, but basically her response to anything I say is, I'm so sorry. Example, she'll ask how my day is. I'll say, it's okay, pretty busy at work. Her response, I'm so sorry, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. I recently went through a depressive episode. She asked how I was doing. I said, not well. Her response, I'm so sorry, rather than asking any genuine questions. When I ask her things or when she tells me things, I try to be engaged and make conversation. The standard response of, I'm so sorry, seems so insincere and stifles further conversation. If she's sad, I ask why. If she tells a story, I engage. I doubt she's really so sorry that the barista messed up my order or that my flight got delayed. It's just so fake and generic. Now, I can't lie. I've been personally guilty of the same thing. It's very easy to say like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that and not actually generate meaningful conversation. At the very least, at least they reached out like, you know, they tried to make contact with you. But it does feel indicative to me like they don't really want to have a longer conversation besides a, hey, I'm acknowledging you still exist. I can't really blame anybody that ends up not wanting to at least like continue or entertain a friendship 
where you have to do all the heavy lifting in even initiating a conversation. Either that or they are really bad at talking to people. Our next story is, am I, female 30, giving up on my marriage too soon? Husband is male 29. I'm very desperate for advice. I married my boyfriend of four years about eight months ago. Before that, I didn't realize he had an overbearing and sexist mother. Since we've been married, she gives me advice almost on the daily on what to feed him, how to take care of the house, etc. We live separately but only a mile away from his parents' house. We went for a trip recently. She came to the house and rearranged my kitchen because she felt I hadn't done it right. And I've spoken to my husband a billion times about his mother's interference. After the first few disagreements, he eventually came around and understands where I'm coming from, but he doesn't do anything about it. Instead, he tried to make me accept that his mom is a certain kind of person and well-intentioned, so I should adjust. Second big issue with our marriage is our sex lives. We started struggling early on in our relationship. It started and ended with his needs being fulfilled. I've brought up that my needs need to be fulfilled countless times. We went years having none because I stopped feeling turned on at all after a point. COVID and long distance help us ignore this issue and we got married. Since being married, we've hooked up once. He recently fulfilled my needs once, only to remark about how long it took and how tired he felt, which left me feeling incredibly guilty but also incredibly angry. Two days ago on the same trip, I saw him stare at another woman so much, I felt so ugly in my 20 pounds heavier than ideal weight body. My self-esteem is so crushed I cannot begin to put it in words. Third issue is that he puts work before everything. I told him everything I felt on the last day of our trip. I told him I feel like we should separate. He was very shocked, scared, and overwhelmed. I know we do love each other a lot and the love from his side is genuine. Yet, a few hours after bringing this up, he chose to go on a work call. His excuse was that this work call had gotten set up last week and he couldn't cancel last minute. I felt betrayed because why did he set up so many work calls during the first vacation we were taking together since getting married in the first place? And if your marriage depends on it and you really care, why can't you cancel the call even if it is last minute? He is my best friend and I truly love him a lot. Apart from the above three issues, the general theme in our marriage is that I have issues and he is constantly trying to change himself to make this marriage work. I know he wants to. I just don't see the change he talks of making. I'm at a loss. I also struggle with PMS, so at least once a month I am very seriously considering getting a divorce, but I'm so scared of the regret I might feel. He at least acknowledges and accepts the issues, albeit after some back and forth. I really want to know if I should separate or stay, knowing that staying means accepting most of these things will remain the same. So I'm just going off of obviously what OP posted here. There could be a lot of other details or facts or things going on that could change things, but personally, I feel like the bottom line here is you're just not being supported and satisfied in the way you should be in a marriage. And based off of what OP said, I don't buy the whole he's constantly trying to change himself to make this marriage work thing. I mean, is it reinventing himself to make his mother back off of being overbearing and sexist? Is it reinventing himself to make sure when you both do the deed that you both have fun? Is it reinventing himself to make sure he prioritizes time for his wife? I don't think so. I think these are all very basic things that he's slacking on that he's claiming are reinventing himself to accommodate for. 
when really, to me, it sounds like he wants to live his life with you around when it's convenient. Personally, I'd hate to ever just say, give up on a marriage. But all this stuff that's lacking for OP, and no sign of even attempting to really correct these things or make things better for a supportive marriage? I mean, again, short of, like, couples therapy, I don't know what much more you can do. This next story is me, 24-year-old male, and my girlfriend, 23-year-old female, are going back and forth on the days we see each other. My girlfriend gets upset and irritated when I don't want to hang out with her on some days. It's becoming immature and clingy. Today, we were discussing this, and I told her that we can hang out this evening and spend the night Saturday and get lunch Sunday, but that's not good enough for her. We saw each other Monday, yesterday, and now today, and spending the night Saturday. I just need some space and breathing room during the week since I work full-time and live with family. But she's complaining, saying last weekend she made a compromise to see me with her friend, and now I have to give one. So I said I'll see you today, and then Saturday would be sleeping over. I know it sounds silly, but it takes a toll on you when you want to do something for yourself and get ratted out about it. She's saying that it feels like our relationship isn't how it used to be and it's just too much. I don't think there's anything wrong with what OP's saying here. I definitely think that it varies on the person and the couple as far as frequency of seeing each other and how often you have to see each other. I mean, I'm guessing OP's a little bit more of an introvert and maybe the girlfriend isn't quite so introverted. Just somebody that really recharges having some alone time, I feel very much the same way. And I do think it's important to be able to feel like in your relationship, you can say, hey, I honestly just need this day to myself to just recharge and for that to be respected. Is your relationship one where you can take a day for yourself and not get guilt, flack, made to feel bad in some way because you're taking this day for yourself? This next story is, I, 30-year-old male, caught girlfriend, 29-year-old female, sexting her ex. Long story short, I caught my girlfriend sexting her ex. We've been together for two years. We broke up in April for about a month as I moved an hour and a half away for a new job. We took some time to figure out if the longer distance would work out, came back together, and agreed to be exclusive while we worked out the kinks. I caught her doing the aforementioned act with her ex a few weeks ago. I confronted her immediately as I saw his name pop up on her watch and asked her to show me the texts. 500 texts within a single week. She had a panic attack immediately after, so I took care of her for a couple hours. This man has popped up consistently throughout our relationship. We broke up last year for a few weeks due to her mental health, and she was texting him as well, not sexting. I don't blame her for that as we weren't together, but she then proceeded to block him. He has never had respect towards our relationship, and he still wants to be with her. I'm devastated. I haven't loved anyone anywhere near as much as I love her. To her credit, she owned up to it and was honest after the fact. Told me she was self-sabotaging because she didn't feel she deserved my love. I was open to working through this together, but she asked that she take time and space to work on her life and promised to not talk to him in the meantime. She also said that when she's ready to give herself, she would fight like heck for me. I'm stuck here holding on to hope and it feels awful. I mean, I definitely feel bad for OP in the situation. Personally, I have some strong feelings on this, and it would always hurt in that situation to hear, but I just don't think you can trust that this is going to ever be a stable thing if she's acting the way she has. If this guy has been recurrently popping up for over two years and to the point where they cheated on you with them, as long as you consider what she did cheating, which I would, 
even maybe emotionally cheating too. To me, I would just begin thinking, what's the countdown till the next time it happens again? I just wish OP the best of luck because how in this... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Situation, can you ever really feel like you truly trust this person again? This next story is, I, 23-year-old female, think I might want to break up with my boyfriend, 23-year-old male. I've been dating my boyfriend for a year now, and I think I might want to break up. I'm just very torn because while I absolutely love him and love spending time with him, he's kind of immature and extremely stubborn. We met about a month after I moved to a new city for work. We instantly connected and spent a lot of time with each other, still do. But over the past few months, some of his flaws are really sticking out to me and are making me question if I want to be with him. My birthday is coming up soon, and I've dropped hints in the past that birthdays are kind of a big deal to me. I know not everyone feels that way, but I guess that's the curse of being a Leo. But I make sure to equally care about other people's birthdays as well. I've already started thinking about possible birthday plans for his, and it's not even until the fall. When I asked today if he's planned anything or made any reservations, he clearly hadn't put any thought whatsoever into any potential plans, and also said, why do I need to make reservations? It's still two weeks away. Well, we live in a big city and things book up fast, so I try to explain that two weeks isn't that far in advance, and he insisted that it was too far out. On top of that, he's constantly late to things and forgets about important dates. We were supposed to visit my family, and I said we were leaving Friday morning. Made that very clear several times. The night before, he told me that he didn't take off of work because he thought that we were leaving at night. And I was ticked because I'd made it abundantly clear when we were leaving, he just forgot. I was so mad at him and he never apologized for the mix-up. 
Instead, he said I was making it a bigger deal and we're still getting there the same day, so who cares? It was more about the principle for me than anything. Sort of a side note, but I think he has some untreated ADD, which is why he smokes weed so much, which also makes him lazy and forgetful. It's like pulling teeth to get him to do chores. We don't live together, but his roommate and I talk about it all the time. I had friends visit from out of town a few weeks ago, and he was supposed to meet us out for drinks, but got caught up with errands, so he asked if he could skip it. I was upset because I told him about this a week and a half ahead of time, and he referred to them as random freaking people. He ended up coming, but we got in a fight the next day after they left. From my perspective, yeah, he doesn't know them, but I want him to care because they matter to me. He also often doesn't keep his word. He says he's going to do something and then doesn't follow through or follows through weeks later. This is very frustrating to me as I'm a planner and I like to think a little bit ahead. He never brings me flowers and when I've asked about it, he says he hates that and thinks it's performative. I explain that it's a simple and sweet gesture, an easy way to make me happy. He eventually came around and saw my point, but still hasn't bought me any flowers. My ex never did stuff like that for me either. When my ex-boyfriend from college and I broke up, I decided that I wouldn't tolerate the bare minimum from any future partners, and that's what I feel like I'm doing now sometimes. I'm torn about breaking up for several reasons. Because we met so soon after me moving to my new city, a lot of my friends are his friends. I've also grown super close with his family. I have my own friends too, but his friends and family are people I've really grown to love and would hate to not have in my life anymore. My sister's getting married abroad next spring, and we were planning to travel together in Europe afterwards. I also just feel like I don't want to be single at our wedding, which is dumb. I know, but it's how I feel. I really do love him as a person. He makes me laugh, is generally easygoing to be around, takes interest in my hobbies and vice versa, gets along well with others, has a great job, our love life is great, etc. But I just wonder if he's too immature or if I'm tolerating the bare minimum again, but I don't even realize it because I'm too comfortable in our relationship. At the same time, I wonder if there's someone better out there for me. I see my sister and her fiancé and they just have the perfect relationship. I want a partner who gets more excited about my birthday than I do. We also grew up in different socioeconomic families. My family's pretty upper middle and his is very middle. And I feel like that contributes to our differences sometimes in terms of spending money, certain social cues, etc. Maybe I'm just overreacting, but it's been on my mind. What would you do if you were in my situation? I definitely see a lot of behaviors that are at least ADD aligned. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think I am the same way. I am terrible at keeping the schedule on things. I'm terrible at structuring things and getting them done when they need to get done. That said, that's not really the main issue, it's that the reactions after the fact are downplaying, nonchalant, no remorse to be found in it. If you tell them, I care so much about my birthday, it would mean the world to me if you could schedule some big events or something for me, and they just don't even try, then that feels like a little bit of a slap in the face or like they just don't even care, especially if they go the whole weaponized incompetence thing of like, well, I don't really know how to do that. To me, it just seems like a lot of little things that are like a letdown here, a letdown there, and I think it's reasonable to say that these things build up to be too big to ignore, and it sounds like it happens regularly enough. 
At some point, you honestly go from being a partner to being their mom, the way you have to be on them about everything. The question is, do you really think that they can fix it and turn it around? Or are you always going to have to play mom or just watch them blow through thing after thing and nonchalantly wave it off? Our next story is my 30-year-old male, long-distance relationship partner, 28-year-old female of a year and a half, grows very distant very quickly when I fail at what she believes is general knowledge. Arguably some of it is general knowledge, but the fact is we've just lived very different lives. I'm a gamer nerd living in the countryside and she's a city girl. Example, for the last 10 years or so, I haven't really listened to any music outside of rarely watched TV shows and OSTs of games. Recently she's got me listening to a lot more music. The other day I said I hadn't heard of The Weeknd, a currently extremely popular artist. She immediately grew very distant, which lasted for two days of virtually zero communication. I've tried opening up about how I feel about this stuff and getting her perspective, but she keeps shutting down and not talking about the real issue, if there is one. I'm not quite sure how we got to this point, as we typically have been very good at communication in the past. She's going through a lot of crap in her life at the moment, and currently in therapy for some of it, so some of this might be projection. I love her very much and I'm trying my best to support her. I want her life to get better and ultimately build a better life together, but I'm struggling with these issues which to me appear to be little things and seem a little meaningless to our relationship. But maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way? How do I prevent communication shutting down? I mean in general if somebody says, oh I've never heard of The weekend," it definitely would be a surprise, but I don't think it's something to justify going two days of no communication. I don't know how much of it is what's going on in her life manifesting her behavior, but I do think the biggest issue here is that it's long distance. I just think when there's a lot of this going on through text only, it becomes very easy for weird behaviors that you wouldn't expect from a person to all of a sudden pop up. Whether it's being more distant or feeling extra lonely or... I mean, if you think about it, if it was in person and you said... I've never heard of the weekend before. They're probably not going to just walk out, get in their car and drive away. They're probably going to be like, what? And I don't know, listen to some with you or something. I think more than anything, the stressor here is just the long distance. I would just caution thinking strongly about things before you allow it to go on for too long to the point where it's a very big regret. A year and a half is already a long time to begin with. Can that communication open up more? Our next story is my 28-year-old female, husband, 29-year-old male, has been acting very strange recently and I don't know if I should confront him. My husband, 29-year-old male, which I'll call Max for this story, has been acting very, very weird and almost suspicious recently. For some context, I met my husband at the college I attended. He was a bit awkward at first, but we clicked almost instantly. For his entire life, he's described himself as nerdy and socially awkward. He seems to be the type that couldn't even hurt a fly. Now back to the current issue, he's been very weird recently. What I mean by this is that he's been doing weird activities and just acting kind of abnormal. One day I woke up very early and noticed he wasn't at the house. He had the day off. I called him multiple times and he didn't pick up. He came back later that day looking very beat up and ticked. He told me he just got in trouble after trying to fix his mind. I literally don't understand what this means, but he literally said fix my mind. I tried to ask him to explain, but he brushed it off. 
After this, I snooped on his phone later on when he went to bed. I know this was wrong, but I was worried and found no messages at all on his phone like it had been wiped. After a bit of searching, I even found a burner phone that he seemed to forget to hide. It was a flip phone. I opened it up and found like 30 numbers that I've never seen before. I call one of them out of curiosity, and the voice message sounded like an African man. I couldn't understand anything because he was speaking his native language. This entire situation so far has been so bizarre, especially since my husband is Caucasian, and the only language he speaks is English. The part that really pushed me to the edge is when one day I found some cash he had hidden. It seemed to be in the hundreds of thousands and multiple backpacks and photos of temples and even a photo of my husband in some very unfamiliar country with lots of scary looking men who he's never brought up. They're in front of a building with a sign that's clearly not English. He told me earlier in his relationship that he'd lived in our city all of our life and never had any friends growing up. I feel so betrayed and almost scared now because it seems like the husband I know isn't the person I've made him out to be. I don't know what any of this means and I really need some advice. Should I confront him or should I just leave him alone? I'm just so tired and stressed. I would really appreciate any advice. So the first thing I would do is for OP to look at the ceiling and look around at the various walls to make sure there's no video cameras rolling. Because I'm not gonna lie, if what they're describing is true, it sounds like some kind of movie or TV show plot. This sounds like some offshoot of Breaking Bad or something. I would say if I were an OP situation and it was factual, I'd be afraid of what the truth is. I don't know if I would want to know. These strange people in an unfamiliar country in a backpack with hundreds of thousands of dollars? Maybe it's for the best you don't know and just get out of there as soon as you can so you have an alibi as to when something comes crashing down. Our next story is, I am, female 31, worried that since my boyfriend, 41, is 10 years older than me, our future could be problematic. We've been together for two years. I do love him and he is great, funny, kind, and caring. However, he is 10 years older than me, and every now and then I get really concerned and anxious about the age gap between us, and about the fact that by the time I would want to have the first kid, he would be over 43 to 44. I'm unsure myself, but I might find that a little old to be honest. However, I do love him and have loads of fun with him. I don't know if all the worry is because I'm overthinking, or because I'm being logical and rational. Please help. I mean, if this person is perfect for you in every way except they're 10 years older than you, being 31, I feel like it is a bit of overthinking. I mean, don't get me wrong, having a kid at 43 or 44 is fairly old, but I really don't think it's too outlandish. Like, is it really more valuable to OP to leave them and find somebody their own age within the next two years to have a kid with? Is that more preferable to them than being with this person? Our next story is, friend, 24-year-old female, has gone no contact with everyone because she found out some in our group, mid-20s female, were saying she wasn't good-looking enough for her boyfriend, 24-year-old male. Hi Reddit, I'm looking for advice because the situation in my real life has gotten so volatile, it's hard to have a real discussion with anyone regarding the subject. I had no part in the discussion that caused this, but I've been caught in the crossfire. I'm going to use fake names. It's long, so I'm just going to give the highlights. I first met Sonia when she moved from Germany to the US for work and education. 
She's always been very shy and her English isn't the greatest, so she was single for a while. She is a good looking girl, she's not ugly or anything like the others were saying. Late last year, Sonia got work at a bar so she can earn some extra cash while she's studying. Sonia was telling us there was this guy, I'll call him Jonah, at the bar she worked at that she had a bit of a crush on and they just so happened to go to the same college. Fast forward a couple of months and we get news that she's been dating him. She introduced us to him a month and a half ago. He's got a very impressive body. He's not a competitive bodybuilder, but he has that type of body. So the others have a group chat on Instagram. I don't have Instagram, so I wasn't aware. They wrote in that group chat that Sonya's dating someone who was out of her league. Sonya has no boobs. Her freckles and red hair aren't that good looking. She's pale. Sonya's roommate showed her the messages, and that's what's caused the situation. Her roommate told me she was distraught. She hasn't spoken to anyone but her roommates in weeks. She's blocked everyone on everything. I tried to contact Jonah and he just sent back, freak off. I wasn't involved and Sonya was one of my good friends. I'm just wondering what advice you have and what someone in my situation should do. Well, obviously I think they're more than justified of cutting off and torching any relationships with all those other people. I would say if OP's in the situation where they could go in person to find Sonya and try to talk it out, that would maybe be the best course of action because I don't know what else you can do to reach out to them. Try to do what you can to reach out to them and say, hey, you weren't even in this group and you disagree with everything that went on. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.